Good morning to you. Good to see each and every one of you out this morning. If you will, please take your Bibles and turn with me to Acts chapter number 13. Acts chapter 13 and verse number 29 is what we'll look at in just a moment. I want to talk to you about two words, two small words, but it's two really big words. <laughs> um, it's the words, but God. This week, I have been looking through the scripture and finding some but God verses. And if you have not yet done that, I certainly encourage you to do so. If you would like to have some but God verses, I've got a few that um, I'll give you some of them this morning. But if you'd like more, contact me this week and I'll send them to you. But um, it's been such a blessing for me. Let me see if I can define what I mean by but God verses. Well, first of all, it's just got the words but God in it. <laughs> but also, um, a but God moment is whenever God shows up and shows out. It's when God does things that only God can do in the life of his people. And how many of you know God's still doing that? God is still at work in my life, and God is still at work in your life if you're a child of God this morning. He's never left you. The Bible says he never leaves us nor forsakes us. In good times or in bad times, he's always with us. The Bible promises that he loves us with an unconditional everlasting love. Do you know that? so hard for us to fathom the love of God, or at least it is me. Because many times, the love that we have in this life among people in our relationships, it's conditional. You know, people love you, they care for you, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, or as long as they're doing what they're supposed to do, it's all under certain conditions. But when I think about the love of God, it amazes me. God loves me in spite of myself. And God loves you in spite of yourself. And God, because he's good, shows us grace and mercy daily. How good he is. These but God moments arise when nothing else can fix the situation. And you find them all throughout scripture, starting all the way back in the book of Genesis. You remember the story in uh, the book of Genesis where the Bible says the thoughts and intents on men's heart was on evil continually. And because of this, in Genesis chapter 6, we see that God sends a flood to cover the whole earth. And in doing so, he destroys all of humanity except for one family, the family of Noah. And the Bible says because of his grace, he puts Noah on the ark. Him, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. And so then after the water had covered the earth for 40 days, I would imagine that Noah was thinking, well, Lord, what now? <laughs> what happens at this point? Everybody that we knew previous to the flood are gone, and it's just us here. What are we going to do with the world? And God looked down at Noah and said, son, I've got purpose for you. And in Genesis chapter 8, the Bible says, but God remembered Noah. And he caused a great wind to blow across the face of the earth. And when it did, it dried up all the water. And God used Noah to repopulate the earth and rebuild humanity. It's an amazing story. But God remembered Noah. I read in the book of Jonah. You remember the story of Jonah. We've all heard it since we've been this high. 
And it's always one of, been one of my favorite Bible stories. Jonah was a prophet of God, and God called Jonah to go to Nineveh and preach to them about God's goodness. And Noah said, I'm not going to the wicked city of Nineveh. I hate those people. I'm not going there. I'm going my own direction. So he went in the complete opposite direction of where God told him to go. And because of that, the Bible says that God took a storm like a fastball, threw it at Noah, or, or excuse me, at Jonah. And, and when uh, he was in the storm, the people that were on the boat cast lots, and they said, the lot fell on Jonah. Jonah was the reason the storm was upon him and they threw him over the edge of the boat into the water and the Bible says God caused a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And he lived in that fish for three days and for three nights. And now some may say, brother, do you really believe that God caused the fish to swallow Jonah and he lived for three days and for three nights? Yes, I absolutely believe that. I believe every word of it. That has been one of the most attacked scripture in all of the Word of God. Uh, we have skeptics and critics and liberal theologians that for years have tried to disprove what the Bible says in the book of Noah. Well, let me tell you something. First and foremost, I want you to know if Jesus believes the story of Jonah, I believe the story of Jonah. Do you know when Jesus was uh, here in his earthly ministry, some scribes and Pharisees came to him one of them? Once upon a time, they said, why don't you give us a sign? Show us something to let us know that you are the Son of God. You are who you claim to be. And Jesus said, I'll tell you the sign I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the sign of Jonah. Just like Jonah was in the well for three days, so the Son of Man also will be in the ground for three days, and he'll rise up. Uh, so that we might have victory over death, hell, and the grave. And so Jesus, quoting from Jonah, gave them that truth. If Jesus believed Jonah then I believe Jonah. Can you say amen? Not only that, but just last week I heard a story of a man who was diving for crabs uh, up in off the coast of Maine. Some of you may have also saw it. And while he was diving for crabs, he was diving about down about 20, 30 feet. He was swallowed by a sperm whale and actually stayed in the whale for most of the day before he was regurgitated back out. It actually took place. There have been other uh, instances in history that's been recorded of people being swallowed by whales. So not only does Jesus believe it, but testimony of mankind proves it. It's possible. All things are possible with God. That's another but God moment. As a matter of fact, Jesus said that, that uh, these things are impossible with men, but all things are possible. With, but with God, all things are possible. So you need to understand and know that the but God comes when um, God does something that only God can do. Noah says, Lord, I was in the bars of the mountains of the deep. And it was when you remembered me, it was when you saved me that you brought my life up out of the pit in Jonah chapter 2 in verse number 6. That but God moment came when Jonah was at his lowest point. Some of you may be here this morning or listening to me this morning over the internet and you're at the lowest point and you need a but God moment. Well, I'm telling you, my God is able to give it. My God is able to do what's necessary in your life. He still does what only he can do in the life of his people. He shows up, shows out, and does his work. A but God moment that affected all of us is mentioned in Acts chapter number 13 when Paul is preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Verse number 27 says, For they that dwell at Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew him not, speaking of Jesus, nor yet the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath day, they have fulfilled them in condemning him. Verse 28. And though they found no cause of death in him, yet desired they Pilate that he should be slain. And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sepulcher. Watch this now. But God raised him from the dead. How many of you are thankful? But God raised him from the dead. God showed up and showed out and did the work that only God can do. And because of that, we can be set free of our sin and have eternal life. A but God moment. See, the truth is, everybody who's been born again into the family of God, you've got a but God moment. That moment when God did what only He could do in your life. Let me give you mine. Folks, I want to tell you, I was lost and undone, and the cares of this life had a stronghold that became a stranglehold on me. I was addicted to substances that I could not quit. I could not lay down, no matter how much I tried. Not only did I have a problem with substances, but after that I had a problem with religion. I tried to be the best I could be and do all I could do and cross all the T's and dot all the I's so that I could be made right with God and so that ultimately I could have peace. But listen, let me tell you what I found out. I couldn't do enough. And no matter how much I did, I still lacked the peace of God that passes all understanding. I still lacked purpose in my life because I didn't understand the power of God. But now listen to me. But God. But God saw fit by His grace and mercy to save me, to change me. And because I place trust in Him, I now have the peace I was longing for. I now know what it means to walk in the joy of the Lord. I now understand the purpose for living and for life. But God changes everything. Dr. Tony Evans says it like this. He says, when you see a but God verse, you can, re you can erase everything that was said previously. God changes things. He did it for Noah. He did it for Jonah. He did it for all of us at the cross. And we all need that but God moment. Amen? Everybody stand together this morning. I want to pray for you. Any special needs before you go to Sunday school? Yes. Yes.